The opinions expressed on questions you didn't ask are those of the individual participants and do not reflect those of their respective employers and institutions. Welcome back to Questions You Didn't Ask with me, Naisha Frey, and my guests, Demetrius Hunter, Dr. Monique Gary, and Cameron Smith. As we continue the series, Harvesting Health Equity, Exploring Foodways, Black Farming, and the Transformative Power of Food as Medicine. Let's get back into the conversation. So, you know, Monique, and I love calling you Dr. Gary, you know that. But um, <laughs> Monique, you started to hit on something in terms of what inspires you, what innovates you, you know, and some models and things like that. Can y'all, because obviously we went into like an imaginary space and we talked about the poverty pimps. That will be an ongoing terminology for questions you didn't ask. And I welcome all of you to use it appropriately and in and, and your will <laughs> um, because it's real. So as we, <laughs> as we're thinking about not just our imagination, who are the people that are stepping outside of the box? What programs? and organizations are really inspiring you to step outside of that box and believe that there's something else other than this, this box that hasn't been working for us. I mean, cause y'all are inspiring me, but who inspires you? What are the things that you see? Well, I remember, um, a program in Durham. It probably still is existing, but, um, they lost a head person and I'm trying to remember her name. The nonprofit was called Care. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sharon Elliott. Dr. Sharon Elliott Bynum. Bynum. Yes. One of my mentors. Bynum. Yes. Say her name, Dr. Sharon yes. Elliott Bynum. Yes. yes, Dr. Bynum. She was so, you know, empowering for the community. And just to set up, like she let us start our business there. And um, she, you know, talked about food and she got into that. She was very much an advocate of overall community. And I appreciated that type of nonprofit. I could see that being, you know, expanded into the healing. It was called, I think it was something like healing place. Yes, healing like with care. With care, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, C-A-A-R-E. Yeah. Something like that. I could see being modeled in different places mm-hmm. and just to another focus on more on food and expanding that part where she had began to work around Mm -hmm. it. It had just started. So I know it's no telling where, you know, it would have gotten if she was still around, but um, she had brought in a farmer who was a hundred years, a family had a legacy of a hundred years. They had bought it in 1868, their farm. And, you know, she had myself, she had a, Another person doing non-traditional plays about breast cancer mm. and healing. And, you know, it was, it was deep. Like it was so many programs that she had. Mm-hmm. She had, you know, dentists where they would come work all day and all night, just healing the community. It was a beautiful place to see. And I knew she cared. She always talked to me about the three C's. And if you ask me what they are now, I can't remember exactly, but she had that that saying about commit committing or commitment to the community. I know one of them, but she was just a powerful person. 
yeah, that's that's where I'm at with with something like the healing place. Yes. And I just want to let our audience know that healing care, the healing center now it was healing, healing with care. Now it is the healing center and they are still around. But you're right. There's nothing that can replace Dr. Sharon Elliott Bynum. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Her legacy is continuing um, through her nephew, who is now running the organization. Okay. And you are right. They had have had all of that wraparound care, everything from a chapel. Yes. For your spiritual health. Yep. They had health clinic, everything from just your general PCP type care to dentistry. Yes. They yes. had cooking classes. They even had hydroponic fish to yes. go along with the with the produce and agriculture. They had, they had Reiki. Substance. Yep. They had Reiki. They had <laughs> massage therapy. Yes. HIV they was had, the main thing. Yeah. Yep. They had. Uh, they had farm. Coffee. I love this. They had a yeah. coffee shop in there. They had a workout yes. center in there. Oh, and when I say had, they still have. They so still just have bear it, yeah. with me. They also had a substance abuse treatment center. They yes. had a support center. They had case management. <laughs> they had, yeah. I mean, when I tell you whatever African dance classes, yes. Yep. yes. They had a diabetes class that allowed people to heal. share what their journey was, heal. Mm -hmm get healthy food, um, learn dishes. I mean, when, when, whatever you can think of healing with care or mm -hmm. care, the yes. healing center, um, yes. care hyphen inc.org. Mm -hmm. That is the legacy that Dr. Sharon Elliott Bynum started in Durham. Yeah. And <clears throat> we need more like it. They yes. would make something out of nothing like usual, but it was a crying shame that they ever had to, beg, borrow, or steal any type of money. And I'm not Absolutely. saying that they're stealing, but I'm just right. saying the terminology, the phrasing in terms of what it means in our culture, they should mm -hmm. have never had to ask anybody for money for everything that they were doing and the and the outcomes that they were producing um, and are producing, are, are, are. Yes. And, um, and, and, and those are the examples. Those are the unsung heroes. Everybody mm -hmm. should know in the triangle what care is. Oh, yeah. Yes. And and so there's a lot of models out there and I could obviously go on about care and I'm sure Cameron could, too. In addition to care, Cameron and Monique, what are other innovative leaders, programs, organizations that inspire you? Can I add one more program? You most definitely can. OK, I was going to say. I'm a I'm on the board of Operation Spring Plant, but they started in 1987 and Ben Chavis was on the founding board member. But their goal or mission is to assist black farmers in healing, getting making sure that land loss prevention, teaching farming, helping black veteran farmers, black women farmers and advocating for uh, black farmers to get equity, you know, that's their main, their main focus. And I'm honored to be a part of that, that program. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So Cameron, Monique, who's, who, who are you looking to for, for inspiration? Who are you looking to, to kind of shake your foundation and, and get you to start thinking outside of the box or that's motivating you to keep you pushing forward? Boy, okay, so those are two different questions for, for me. 
And the, the last one's probably the easiest of it to answer because what what we're trying to do here what is is something that is a little bit of all the things that we've talked about. And so they're all my inspirations, but what motivates me and what keeps me striving is it, it's when the young people come out here. We've been blessed to have uh, Camp Jill Scott, uh, young people from North Philly come out every year and they spend a day learning about integrative wellness and talking about violence de-escalation and food is medicine and they get to make their own cold pressed juices and name them and talk about what what's in them and what does it do for the wow. body. I put ginger in my well, what's ginger doing? You know, and we really get into these things with the kids and and they motivate me um, mm. to, to continue to um, not only expand the programs but expand the curriculum so that we can understand, you know, what this is and what it means to the community, not just from a, the standpoint of a retreat. People like to call this place a retreat center and a place for retreating. It's 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 not. It's experiential learning. Mm. And so now we're trying to create that that experience, you know, sort of end to end. And that for me, when those kids come out and get a chance to spend the time. And when we zoom later and they show me their herbs that are still living and the things that grow mm. on the windowsills, and, and I, I know we're doing something right. And, and it, 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 it keeps me going. We have been very blessed in Community and Partnership to really have some really great national relationships. And Equitable Food Oriented Development is a group that I've been connected to probably going on. It's probably been at this point, it's going on five years, actually, at this point, going into five years with a group of BIPOC-led organizations nationally that are doing work on food systems thinking that isn't kind of rooted in charity-based market rate constructs is what they're looking at instead of charity to kind of have wealth building strategies that aren't predicated on extraction and, and plantation capitalism and things of that nature. And so a lot of the young folks, I'm, I'm one of the old heads in EFOD, and so a lot of the young people and that have taught me a whole lot about thinking of new ways to be non-extractive and also challenge these systems like the CDFI system that tends to be very extractive in food-based business and food entrepreneurship. And, and they're doing work, quote unquote, on behalf of Black and Brown communities, but how much wealth they're extracting out of Black and Brown communities looking at us setting up our own revolving loan funds. They throw me into this world where I'm uh, actually on quite a, a couple of national teams that are actually looking at this and how do we have 0% um, loans that are non-extractive, that are patient capital, um, that are built on relationships and restorative, that have a component that they can actually be forgiven. What does it look like? This is a high, a very reparative process. And also, we're actually tackling those questions right now of, well, if the money was built off of stolen land, stolen people and stolen labor, how do we create where we're actually just returning money to communities? And so it's not even having a loan component at all. Yeah. And so that, you know, and, 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 and learn and it's putting me in spaces with folks I didn't know, like the Black Oak Center up in Michigan with Baba Fred and them, you know, I was able to meet them this past fall. And just learn and being spaces with people like that has been very enriching for my life. And Ishmael up in Cleveland with Loiter and uh, doing food, value-added food component business model development, which is having a national impact on Black entrepreneurs because value-added food component, shelf-stable and, and value-added component is a, high, is a high level to get into that in terms of the capital that you need. So these types of things that actually can change the trajectory and and the strategies for Black folks. I've been very blessed to be in spaces with them. And so I'm just very grateful for 
ephod and for the young folks that put trust in this this older middle-aged southern black woman and allowed me to be in that that space yeah ephod has been a, a wonderful space for me yeah awesome these are some great 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 resources for our audience and i will be sharing that blackoakcenter.org and loiter l o i t e r.us we also heard about Operation Springplant.org, and we talked about CARE, C-A-A-R-E hyphen I-N-C.org. Not to mention our lovely guests, uh, and oh, that mentioned, Cameron mentioned EFOD, E-F-O-D.org. So now we're going to get to our last question. And it's almost a two-parter. Y'all know me. I got all the questions, all the questions. But the main, the last question I usually like to leave our audience with is, what are the questions that I should have asked that I didn't? Topics you feel need more time and space to cover. I think really looking at how power and the lack of power being distributed, especially in terms of who's built this nation in terms of the stolen labor and stolen land and stolen people construct, looking at how power has been situated historically and how we have been trained to make power invisible. Mm -hmm. And when it actually is, in a lot of ways, is what's feeding the disproportionality and the lack in our communities. And how do we begin to have conversations that center accountability and repair built on a power transfer model back to people who it's been extracted from? Uh, And then how do we in turn in terms of interracial dynamics, in terms of specific racial groups, have those conversations about how we can actually build our own collective power and not recreate the same negative disproportionate uh, power constructs that are rooted in white supremacy, because we've all been trained in this. And what Dr. Monique was like, people are challenging her, what's, what's the bottom line? What's the sustainability? And I've been asked that too. And how I counter that is, it's never been created. So you're asking mm. me a question Oof. to give you an answer to a reality that has never been created. Say it. So that's my answer to you. And so what we're mm-hmm. asking for you is to allow us to ideate, to test, and to trial and error. That so often is prevalent. Those opportunities are given to white people. They are mm-hmm. never given to black and brown people. And so we're asking you, because we're trying to create a framework and a reality that has never been created and that has actually extracted a lot of pain and wealth and humanity from black and brown people. Okay. That's what we're asking you to do is to give us the opportunity to trial, to win, to fail, to succeed, to get up and dust our feet off and try again. That's what we're asking. Give us the power, give us the resources that we need to do that. Yes, sir. The doors of the church are open. <laughs> it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I think for um, for people who are are listening, who are having like this, is a very elevated discourse, I must say. And uh, there's a lot of nuggets, and and a lot of um, the sisters ate. I didn't say the kids say that she ate, right? She ate and left no crumbs right. on that one. I think a lot of people are 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 wondering where to start, though, and they want mm-hmm. to also 
we need to find trusted advisors to combat misinformation and not to pivot away from what we're talking about. But, no. you know, misinformation and disinformation is at an all time high in our communities. Mm-hmm. And I think a thing that we didn't really talk about is where are the trusted resources and how do folks begin this journey mm-hmm. if they're interested in these things? Uh, and and we might think about putting some of that stuff in the chat because I'm, I'm still learning as I go as, as well, because mm-hmm. like, like Cameron said, you know, this is something that hasn't been done before. You know, we literally call this place, you know, like a, a, a test kitchen for, mm-hmm. for these concepts and for people to come and learn and try and fail and figure it out. You know, and we call it Still Rise Farm because it's a place where you can be still so you can learn how how to be still and learn how to rise. Mm-hmm. How to get back up again. You know, but but for people who are wondering sort of where to where to begin and where the where the truth lies i'd love to hear some of those resources on on these topics and and again it could be a supplemental thing it could be something that you you put in the in the podcast or a secondary conversation to have for folks who are trying to embark on this journey from illness into into wellness yes and for everyone that's listening still risefarms.com is where you'll find Dr. Monique Carey's farm that she's been talking about with so much love and passion. Demetrius, what questions did I not ask? Topics you feel need more time and space to cover? Well, I would say historically, we've been disenfranchised. And I, I know the world knows it. We know it. But I would say economically, how can we address that? And people don't like the word reparations, mm. but reparations is equity. And if you don't have the equity first, you can't have equality. So having that conversation about the equity and all the things that the group was saying, that revolves around equity and mm-hmm. having this space, having people come back to the community who have made it to this sign on, like as soon as they get out of college to give them the incentives to come back and, mm-hmm. and bring that talent back to the community. But it's not easy because they're out there making it and, you know, they're the first generation, second generation, but you're talking about our counterparts, five, six, seven generations in America with degrees land over land using us as enslaved people to uh, build their wealth. You know, how do we compare and compete on a level with so much opportunity for the white counterparts versus us or uh, other Brown people? How do we compete in that, in this state? You know, I mean, that it has to do something mentally and physically to our soul and to our system as a community. And if we don't address the inequities and get back on the same page, we can't, we can't even be in the race. Mm -hmm. So having more conversations around that, bringing equity back on our own, taking over, just taking it back. You know, sometimes you just have to take it back. And that's the sign Mm -hmm. on for me, like, let's do it for our community. Like, let's just, say we go give back something if we leave college or if we make it let's sign on to make sure that we address our community and don't leave us don't leave us behind 
Yes. Well, y'all, y'all did it. You did it. We had a great show, a great conversation. And from what I can tell, this might be part one, y'all. Don't be surprised if we don't circle back around. And what I'm looking forward to is for in some capacity, all of us to find support in one another, not just in this conversation, but as we move forward in this work. Me as a person who's dedicated to health equity and all the different forms in which I'm skilled and talented in that space and recognizing that questions you didn't ask, the door is always open for topics and conversations and guests who want to dive in and say the things and ask the questions that need to be asked and eat, okay? If that's what you need to do, come up in here and preach. We have an audience, we have a platform, but I just wanna say thank you again to Cameron, Cameron Smith, Dr. Monique Gary, and Demetrius Hunter for making this a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you, you for so much. Us, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.